With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Right now, what do I see? I, I see excitement. I think these guys are more confident than ever they've ever been, and largely because of, of the changes that they've made, too. Uh, I walked into the weight room the other day and watched the D-line lift with Carlos and Khalil and those guys, and I think there were six or seven guys that did uh, two reps of over 800 pounds on the squat, and that's not something that they could have come close to a few years ago. So with this work, uh, with the investment that they made, I think confidence comes with that, um, and I think these guys are just as hungry as Nebraska fans to, to move the needle and do something special. And we're back here on the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus here. And as we get ready to start this 2019 season, I want to take this opportunity to remind you, if you are interested and you are a fan of the Husker Online Show, uh, we've got some sponsorship opportunities available. Our show is picked up statewide on multiple affiliates, including Omaha, Lincoln, Kearney, Grand Island, Hastings, and Fremont. Um, as well as obviously all the downloads and listens we get online. So a uh, great opportunity to get involved here on the Husker Online Show to have your business promoted and featured here uh, by the crew. If you're interested, email me at Sean, S-E-A-N, at HuskerOnline.com uh, to take advantage of one of these opportunities. But, guys, I wanted to get on this point of division realignment. It, it kind of was one of the more random things that came out of conference media days, uh, you know, I, I was working on some stuff and I'm sitting there. I'm like, why do people keep asking this? Like, where, where did this come from? As uh, multiple people asked the head coaches about division realignment, it was this kind of like one of those things like, yeah, you know what? We've asked all about the transfer portal. Let's ask about this too. And, and kind of make this a topic of discussion where I can tell you from multiple discussions I've had with other folks, folks, other athletic directors in the conference were kind of shaking their head. Like, where did this come from? It was really fake news at its finest well and just the timing of it was so weird because if you ever looked going into a season when the west actually was carrying some weight this would be it i mean i think top to bottom you could make the case that the west is just as strong if not stronger than the big 10 east i mean you look at obviously um ohio state and michigan but what else? I mean, I, I think you could make the case of six teams winning the winning the West this year and make a strong case at that. And so for that to just suddenly pop up going into the conference media day just seemed weird. And, you know, I'll note that if you look at the people asking the majority of those questions, nearly all of them were covering East Division teams. And so maybe this is something where, they, like you said, Sean, they're just looking for something to talk about and like trying to make this case that, you know, maybe we need to change the division alignment uh, to help help carry, you know, the, not let the East be so tough and make the path easier for the East teams. But then P.J. Fleck kind of threw some gasoline on the fire of that when, you know, they were asked, I think the Athletic interviewed him, and he said change is inevitable, and we know that. And so they think that the, he is basically sure that at some point 
they are going to realign the divisions. And so it seemed like just mass confusion about whoever you asked, either they had no idea, had no clue why this has even been talked about, and others that said, yeah, this is probably going to happen uh, sooner than later. Yeah, it's really strange because I, I, mean, I think you could argue that the gap between the East and the West has probably never been smaller or from, you know, from one division to the next, it probably hasn't been smaller than what it is right now. And you, you look at the strides that the West has made here over the past couple of years with the additions of some good coaches like Scott Frost and, and Jeff Brom and, and Fleck, you know, you know, say what you want about Fleck. I mean, he's, he's got a good, he's carried his weight. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, you know, and, and the job that Fitzgerald and Ferentz keep doing, and obviously Paul Christ. I mean, there's a lot of great coaches, and and I think there's a lot of programs on the on the West that you could say are definitely on the rise, and they're getting better. Yeah, and so follow up. Fleck apparently in that same story said that that topic came up during the the Big Ten spring meetings, and so apparently this is something that isn't just coming up random in Chicago. This is something that has been talked about for you know a few months now. The schedules, though, have been put out for a number of years already. So I just, I don't know. I, I think the sample size is too small. And here's a couple things that I, I think why it won't happen. First of all, is this really just about Ohio State and Michigan? But why would you want to separate them? You play that game in the final week of the regular season. Let's just say they are your two best teams. Is it fair to everybody to have to play that game two weeks in a row? Mm-hmm. That would devalue the brand of what that game means to the conference. And then the other thing is fan travel. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you look at Nebraska right now, the way the West is set up, every game is from four to nine hours away from Lincoln. I mean, it's not Big 12, but it's it's manageable for a fan to get to every road game between four and nine hours from Lincoln. Where should Nebraska ever be in a division with Rutgers or Maryland or Penn State? I don't think so. I, I think you've got to look at fans and fan traveling and whatnot because that's what's great about college football is fans being able to travel to some of these road games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that just logistically, like that that's not probably what's being discussed right now. But, you know, I mean, we've talked about it, Sean. Like, I think if there, there are some instances where it might make sense, like say – move Michigan State to the west and Purdue to the east. Maybe that's the level of shakeup that we're talking about here, to give one of the better teams in the east division, put them in the west to maybe help balance things out a little bit. I mean, you can't put, like, yeah, I mean, Rutgers, Maryland, Penn State, they need to be in the same division. Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, even Wisconsin to an extent, they need to be in the same division just because of geographic reasons. And so I don't think you're going to see this massive overhaul where it's just complete at random uh, alignment. I think there's there's got to be thought put in behind it, and maybe a small tweak here or there is what PJ Fleck is hinting at when he says that change. Well, is and that one does make sense because right now Purdue and Indiana have a protected crossover. Mm-hmm. They have to play every year. Well, if you move Purdue over to the East, you'd eliminate that. But then Michigan State would have to have a protective crossover Michigan. with Michigan, and then that that would be the easy switch there. And then the overall value and brand. And, and I don't know why, but Michigan State almost feels more like a West program because they're more blue-collar, mm-hmm. hard-nosed. And the West, that's how the West is. Let's be real. I mean, it's not a flashy division from that sense. It's about kind of outworking you, outcoaching you. And Michigan State would fit right into the, in the division. Now, Purdue would probably not be very happy about the move. Yeah, I mean, it's Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff Brown, though, he's making the same amount I of money know. Scott Frost is making. I know. To, to me, I mean, there's so many like trophy games and everything. I mean, if you're going to really shake things up, you're going to lose some of those. I don't, I don't care 
Uh, I mean, there's no way to to legitimately shake up all the divisions. Uh, I mean, you can make some minor tweaks here and there without mm-hmm. screwing things up. But if you there's so many traditions and trophy games, I, I think that um, I don't think we'll ever see a huge, huge shakeup. Was wasn't Nebraska Penn State like initially a trophy game at the beginning, or like mm-hmm. they were gonna? I mean, they made that a protective. Yeah, crossover. they were, they were trying to make that an annual thing yeah. where that was going to be Nebraska's annual. Because they had history. Game. Nebraska had a good history with Penn State right. from the '80s, particularly when they had some back and forth games. Um, they had a couple games in the early 2000s as well. Uh, but yeah, there was a little bit of history that kind of made that a natural one to be along with Iowa, uh, but I always thought the old Legends leaders, the fact Nebraska didn't play Wisconsin annually was, was, terrible. was a huge mis- mishap yeah. by the conference. Yeah, and you know, with the Big Ten, there's not a conference of any of the Power Five that loves tradition and its history more than the Big Ten. And so they can't disrupt Minnesota, Wisconsin, or Iowa, Iowa Minnesota. Minnesota, or Nebraska, Iowa. Uh, yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, any of those. I mean, like, there's Illinois are, Northwestern. They, those are like those rivalries are the foundation of the conference. And so that's why I say if there is change, I think it will be minimal. I mean, you can't, like, we're just talking about all these reasons why you can't shake things up. There's geographic, there's historical, there's uh, just trans- fan transportation. There's, I mean, there's all these reasons why uh, a massive shakeup would just be terrible for the conference top to bottom. So uh, I think you can find maybe one or two little tweaks, whether it's a team or two swapping divisions, but anything more than that, I think would be a major mistake. By well, the and the West champion has been more than competitive the last few years in these conference title games. And, and the regular season series isn't that lopsided. I think people are looking at it from, well, it's always Ohio state, Michigan, you know, carrying the division as far as the college football playoff or the bowl games or whatever. But like in the head-to-head matchups, I don't think it's that lopsided. Well, and the West has single-handedly kept the East out of the national championship yeah, the last two exactly. years. Iowa and Purdue beating Ohio State. So, yeah, it's one of those things that it's it's good talking season stuff, but I don't know if we're even close to that point as a league. The only thing that is the X factor is the change in commissioner, and maybe the new dude is going to come in here and be like, well, I want to put my stamp exactly. on the Big Ten and do something crazy. And make a name for himself. Exactly. I mean, maybe no divisions. Which, and then and then, then you just have your two best teams go based on the college football yeah. playoff rankings. That's an old, But then how do you get all those other protected games in there? Yeah. I mean, I think that you could probably work around that fairly easily. Just like you have four protected games of school yeah. per year. And yeah. for Nebraska, it would be Iowa, Wisconsin. I don't think it would be the worst thing. I mean, that, that would be the only way I could see it doing it is like eliminate divisions and you earmark three or four games per school that are guaranteed protected games. Yeah. And so if you wanted, the only problem is, as going to your original point, is if Ohio State, Michigan, you want to keep that game in the last game of the year, you're still running into the uh, same Rematch, scenario where you're back to back weeks or whoever it may be. Is that good for anybody? I mean, no, no. exactly. I mean, what if it's Nebraska, Iowa or whatever it may be? I mean, like that, that's. That's an issue, but, I mean, that's what the Big 12 does, right? Yeah, but so, th- they play Oklahoma, Texas early earlier. in October, so it's really, really hard. If you notice, the Big 12's final games of the season are typically not good games yeah. now because they, they, they know. They have that buffer. They kind of they want to have – because the Pac-12 one year, Nate, had a rematch game where – was it UCLA, Stanford, or something like that? They, they played each other the last week of the season. Yeah, back – and then they played the championship game the next week. Yep. And that's just not interesting. I, I don't care if it's 
Alabama, Auburn, or, you know, I mean, I don't care who it is. You know, it's just not interesting. No. You, you lose so much. It devalues at, you exactly. know, at least one of the games. It goes back to, remember, um, I could say remember, I wasn't even born yet, but 1978, Nebraska, I think, just beat Oklahoma. And, you know, they, they were told that they were going to have to play, or they played Oklahoma, and, and they, they were told that they are going to have to play Oklahoma now in the Orange Bowl again. And when Tom Osborne, Don Bryant wrote this in his book, when Osborne got the piece of paper that says he's playing Oklahoma again, he said it was like somebody reading him a death sentence because <laughs> he knew that he wouldn't be able to beat Oklahoma twice in a row. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's just not good for anybody to, to have those types of situations, especially back-to-back. It's, it's, it's a disservice to your conference. Well, right. And right now, I mean, when, when uh, eyeballs on, you know, on TV ratings and all that make so much, you know, money and, you know, there's so much of that involved, I mean, you're going to hurt your ratings if you keep doing that. So. All right, we're going to shift next segment, guys. We're going to talk some basketball. Um, Robin and Nate were both over at practice Got their first look at Freddie Hoiberg's new Huskers. We'll get their thoughts or Robin's thoughts next. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.